From time to time, topics pop up that we have plans for a full redirect episode, but that our audience also deserves a quicker heads up, so to speak. With that in mind, we're introducing a Cliff's Notes version of these topics to be followed by a redirect episode. We're calling these BTW with Black Truck Media and Marketing, as in, oh, by the way, we promise to be a brief pit stop in your day, just about 10 minutes, and then we'll be gone so that you can move forward with quick takes and confidence in the digital space. We'll be back later to deliver all the details you crave from our team. Welcome to BTW with BTM. I'm Jason Dodge, founder and CEO of Black Truck Media and Marketing. On this episode, we're going to break down the latest algorithm updates to come from Google. Ironically, it's known as the Google Helpful Content Update. Uh, A little bit of background on this update and what some in the industry might define as one of the most important algorithm updates to happen uh, in in a few years, kind of since Panda. Uh, Google's Helpful Content Update, which was announced this last week, could start to really kind of call the content herd, if you will, of, uh, of what shows up in the SERPs. And truthfully, here at Black Truck, we're, we're definitely here for it, but we also might have a little bit of a unique approach when it comes to search and content development that uh, perhaps places us a little bit ahead of the curve. And I know there's a bunch of other agencies and other thought leaders in the space that think similarly, but simply put, Google's really getting tired of expensing their bandwidth on content that isn't getting to what and why the user is searching, right? We've talked about at least at great length here at Black Truck that kind of more or less uh, the search engines have become a, a little bit of a, a disappointing place uh, as it relates to the results that you're getting. So so what is the Google Helpful Content Update? So first things first, let's get this out of the way. It is not a core algorithm update. Google's come right out and, and said that, it, you know, and fully disclosed that this update aims at helping, and I'm reading this verbatim, it helps them tackle content that seems to have been primarily created for ranking well in search engines rather than to help or inform people. And okay, while that's definitely not uncommon uh, of a practice to develop content that's going to rank well in search, after all, we're search engine optimization specialists for a reason, but it might have a bit more of a drastic impact on others when it comes to crafting content strategies, uh, both now and, and moving forward as we as we start to see this roll out in the next couple of weeks. So what about the industries that will be impacted maybe the most by the, uh, by the content update uh, by Google? I think following similar trends uh, to many of the major algorithm updates in the recent years by the search giant, Google's definitely outlined Uh, That Again, while it's targeting content that is unoriginal and of air quotes low quality, it should help those within the entertainment space, online education, shopping, and those involved with tech-related content. So these segments alone, we can probably all agree that they're still pretty vague and perhaps a better breakdown of those would be helpful. So if we look at the entertainment industry, and, and let's kind of walk through some different scenarios and, and different segments within each one of these industries, it, it might be helpful. So within the entertainment industry, Google highlights specifically the movie industry and uses that as an example. So think about theaters and, and film studios. So rather than aggregator sites that just publish kind of when and where the film is to be shown, how about the studios maybe receiving more credit and the background on the film? So think of things like IMDb and, and similar type sites. Now, what about live performances and uh, theater arts, theatrical type performances, like your, your local performing arts groups, uh, on up to Broadway performances? Perhaps these could all benefit 
uh, from this type of an update. Or perhaps the artists and the playwright giving them more credit versus what I dub aggregator sites. And then you also get into the publishers. So those are, you know, the journalists and the, the publishing outlets that follow the movie, film, entertainment industry very closely and write about it will most likely need to craft more of an authentic approach versus what I say is regurgitating the same pressers that they have for years. No offense to journalism, but come on, we can do better than this. I'll switch gears and talk about those in the online education space. This is an area that Google has been extremely vague about, um, but I think our experience has proven that this space continues to evolve, and especially since the pandemic started and distance learning continues to increase and become uh, a normal everyday uh, occurrence for us for everyday life, uh, this is an area that they definitely are seeing some, uh, some significant shifts. So let's break it down into two different segments within education. You have public and private universities and in K through 12 schools. So public and private universities. So these sources could actually, I think, come out a bit more on top. So as the industry really over the last few years weeded out a number of those, uh, you know, what we might dub fly-by-night colleges, um, I, I envision that a lot of your major universities and, and um, colleges become much more credible sources for online education, both at the undergraduate and graduate level. Now, the K-12 schools, interestingly enough, definitely since the start of the pandemic, you know, the sources for the online education component have grown exponentially. So that's the growth of distance learning, resources available for teaching, whether that's in school or homeschooling, those areas uh, have started to continue to shift and evolve, but you have to watch it because it seemed like anybody with a blog could spool up content or anybody with a, a product in the space could spool up content around resources and learning in the e-learning space or the ed tech space and rank well. And I think Google has caught on to that as the users have become a little bit disappointed. Now, um, furthering this discussion, let's look at online shopping. So retail. Uh, commerce in general has definitely been a target of Google for some time now in, in their quest to continue to go after Amazon uh, for a slice of the retail pie. This shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Um, so retailers and aggregator sites are, are two different areas I want to talk about here, and, and I'll, I'll help define those. Retailers, pretty obvious, right? Your, your major retailers of the world. The focus has been in the past few years has been centered around reviews. And you can really anticipate more credible and in-depth reviews to be a major importance in the coming months, especially as it pertains to the, the helpful content update. Because uh, a review just saying, yeah, this is a good product, or no, this was a terrible product, um, that that information needs to be weeded out a little bit more uh, to be more applicable, how you used it, what worked, what didn't work, those types of things. Um, for aggregator sites, such as a uh, thing of publishers, bloggers, that, that type of thing, um, that might not have anything to do with uh, a particular industry, let's say. An example that's been used quite often in the industry is why is it that somebody like a Forbes or a CNET, as a publication that, that's geared towards wealth and finance, rank for top tires in, name the year, in 2022, in 2021, uh, top tires for SUVs, CNET ranks. Like Why is it that a tech blogger is ranking for those types of things. Those are those are closely related to having a high high customer, uh, excuse me, commercial intent 
for somebody who's researching what they want to buy. Why, why would I trust a CNET? Why would I trust a Forbes or anything like that? I, I think that that's a little bit misleading con, uh, content uh, based on the subject matter and who they typically serve. Then we, we get into uh, and kind of close things out with tech-related content. And this has publishers written all over it, in my opinion. Uh, and that's a strong opinion, that perhaps it ties well into the, the above-mentioned review type. So let's just break it down to tech outlets. So whether that's CNET, whether it's TechCrunch, you know, you name it, do they stay in their lane? And, and do they cover more of their own audience's content, so the content that their typical audience is, is expecting to read? Or do they continue to kind of push those boundaries on content um, into the areas that's not anywhere closely related to what it is that they do? So how should you react or how should people prepare, marketers prepare for Google's helpful content update? Uh, we've always believed, I suppose, here in developing genuine content for your audience. And keep it in mind, content marketing, SEO, digital marketing, etc., should have never been about writing for the algorithm. Let's just get that clear. Again, and I can say that very confidently as um, the leader of, a, of an SEO team. So while some degree of the quote-unquote system should go into crafting said content, it's not the only thing, and it's never been the only thing, and it's been that way for years. But, but unfortunately, a lot of things slip through the cracks. So start by asking yourself these questions. Does my content come off as even being credible to my audience, right? Is it credible? Am I using language that, that they're understanding, right? So, so talking with me, not talking at me. Does my content feel over-optimized or is it even related to the industry and the business types that we actually serve? Um, so are we, are we using every single header opportunity to name uh, the business or the type of industry that it pertains to? And then uh, taking a step even further and, and looking at it in your content generation plan and in your content strategies, ha have you even actually interviewed and talked to customers? So have I interviewed? Have I talked to customers? Am I meeting with my, my sales reps, with my sales teams? And do I actually have a really good understanding about what it is they do, uh, who they serve, and what their biggest challenges are, right? So do we really understand the people that we are trying to communicate with first and foremost? So, well, you know, we welcome certainly here the most recent updates by Google. I'll leave you in closing with this question that you should be asking yourself at every step of your content process. Are we generating content and optimizing content for people, for the human, or are you generating the content for the search engine, right? So keep that in mind. Do I understand my audience? Am I writing the content that they wanna read that's going to be very helpful to them? Because there's definitely a way in which to, to blend those two together, to understand where the search volume is, to understand what the intent is behind those searches and that searcher's query, um, and, and also be able to develop the content that is absolutely helpful for them. So keep those things in mind, and we'll continue to uh, update you on, on these updates as they roll out. And uh, until next time, good luck.